Hey everyone. Hey. <laughs> uh, whenever it makes stupid voices, I know it's time to record. <laughs> mm, that's just my normal voice. <laughs> Uh, this is the Still Talking Podcast, our reverent distilling industry podcast with Colton Zeno and myself, Brian. Hi, we've missed you, listener. Mm. <laughs> uh, I, I, so have you guys, like, has it hit you not seeing people, like, at conventions this year? I've I've been, I, before we started recording, I was mentioning how I'm spending a lot of time outside just because I need to get out of the house. But I've kind of missed not seeing people at convention. That's really bummed me out. It's when we see our family. It's our Thanksgiving. Right? It is. And it's fucked up. We can't do it. Yeah, it's making me think that I, I'm like, man, I should really reach out to that person and reach out to this person. And like, I shouldn't just talk to them during convention time. I should talk to them more often. And you're very much not doing that, right? Yeah, it's a very nice thought. <laughs> oh, definitely. I'm definitely not doing that. Yeah, right. But instead, I'm like drinking and playing video games. See, I've actually, so I've been doing that a little bit. Like at, at least like once a day, I try and reach out to someone in the industry that I haven't talked to in a while. And it's hilarious because I realized the only time I do it apparently is either when I want them, when I need them to pay a bill or write an article or provide some sort of education. So like I've been calling random people I haven't talked to in like, you know, six months and they're like, oh my God, am I late on an article? I'm like, no, what? No, dude, I just want to see how you're doing. <laughs> like, how's your family? Also, yes, write me an article. Yeah. <laughs> now that you mention it, also send me money because, you know, why not? <laughs> Everyone needs advertising in this time of crisis. One person I have talked to periodically is Tim Russell of Maggie's Farm. Because you know, he's, in my, guy. he's in my home city. So uh, he just texted me actually just maybe le less than 20 minutes ago. And he's like com almost completely sold through all of his inventory of rum. Holy <laughs> shit. As, as rum, right? Not as sanitizer. Yes, as rum. Because, <laughs> right. Because everyone, I guess, is going apeshit. And they, they closed the state stores down for a little bit in PA. Yeah, was, I read about that. It was really we stupid. We should get him on to talk about that because that is... We should have him on. I, he's just been crazy busy. Like, he couldn't keep up with it. So everyone was buying it from him and, like, direct-to-consumer thing. Yep. And I, you know what I said to him? I was like, dude, your shit is good. And I'm like, I know it's a pandemic and all, but it wouldn't completely, like, exhaust your supply like that if it wasn't good, pandemic yep. or not. So, because there's plenty of other distilleries that that didn't happen with. So I, you know, I'm super happy for him. And I'm like, when he said that, I was like, awesome question mark. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I mean, I guess it's a good thing. He sold through all his aged inventory too. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know the specifics. I mean, I don't know if it's everything, but it was, you know, the way he phrased it, it made it sound like, yeah. I think at some point we need to dig through and actually look at all of the legal changes, even the ones that were just short term about like DTC, direct to consumer, um, any kind of changes that happened, allowing people to buy and go from tasting rooms and what that impact had. Because obviously, I mean, on the downside, there's there's distillers that are going out of business. Um, it is not all bright and shiny. It's going to be real rough on our industry. But on the plus side, like you said, there are certain areas like... Uh, this press release just came across today at like five o'clock and it's um, this is the Oregon Liquor Control. Uh, OLCC liquor stores generate record level of revenue for the state. So they're like uh, and it's people are drinking. People are <laughs> fucking drinking. So, yeah, all, all the everyone who got locked in, they're essentially buying toilet paper and booze right now. And, in, and this is actually, the subheading is pretty poignant. It says, Increase, uh, increases in March sales reflect transition from restaurants and bars to home consumption. So that's, and I think we're seeing that across the country. I mean, this is obviously just one state, one press release, but uh, it's been, it's been wild out there. That's pretty awesome. I mean, did I tell you guys about the story of uh, the stranger who walked into my distillery? <laughs> and like, <laughs> granted, I don't have a tasting room. Wait, is this a love story? Are you about to tell <laughs> us? That yes, you're going we're married now. <laughs> oh, your her poor name wife. Is, her name is Carl. Um <laughs> No, 
so it was like, I don't know, it was a couple, maybe three weeks ago. I don't know. Time is a flat circle and I have no idea what day it is. But nice Stephen King reference there. Um, he, uh, I'm like standing there and there was a guy standing in like my conference room, like this old guy with like a grocery bag. And it is like, we're just like, we're converting everything to just making hand sanitizer and trying to help people out. And it's crazy. And I'm terrified because it's, you know, the peak where New Orleans is nuts with COVID-19. Yeah. It's and I'm everywhere. like, I go in there. I'm like, can I help you with something? Like, how did you get in here? <laughs> <laughs> right, someone left the door like cracked or something when they walked right. in there, and he was like, "Oh, I'm trying to refill," and I'm like, "What are you talking like, you about? Guys, you guys don't even have a sign on your front, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have a silo that you can kind of see from like yeah. the, the interstate, right? But like, I, you know, I was like, like um, a fucking brew pub. Like I'm like, want to fill a growler? Yeah, I'm like refill. What are you talking about? Like this old guy, I'm looking at him like, get the fuck out of here right it's a pandemic you gave him a a shopping cart full so so he was like (laughs) yeah he's like i really like he's like i really like bolden uh and i bought it at dornax which is shout out to dornax to anyone who ever listened to this it's the greatest grocery store ever second only to pen mac in pittsburgh but um he was like yeah i got it there and uh they didn't have any more so i was like he's like i thought i'd just come by the distillery and try and refill the bottle i'm like what? <laughs> Did he bring bottles? He brought an empty bottle. And I was yes. like, dude. Yes. I was like, dude, I don't want your empty bottle. I really appreciate the support. We've kind of pivoted to making sanitizer solution now. Um, so I really can't have you in here. I was like, I'll give you a bottle. He's like, I'll buy it for you. I'm like, man, we have a square here somewhere or something. But I have no idea. I don't have a login. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. just take a bottle. I will give you a bottle. Just get out. And like I gave him out. He's like, yeah, I really like your vodka. It tastes like vodka. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> and that was my story. Like a mysterious man with a grocery bag with an empty bottle. In it. So the fucking takeaway is all you have to do is walk into Zeno's distillery and he will hand you bottles of booze to get the fuck out. Well, that's before I started to store my guns there. <laughs> yeah, you got to pr- you got to protect that hand sanitizer, baby. Shit's I forgot gold. to tell you, I'm a gun guy now. <laughs> Wait, you were not a gun guy before? Did you become a gun guy during the pandemic? Because I love that. A gun guy. Yeah. Oh, that's adorable. I'm so proud of you. I'm the most non-gun guy ever, actually. Um, gun guys are gun guns are super useful. I'm not like crazy uh, Second Amendment guy, but the guns guns have their place, man. They're a tool. Ooh, are you? And they're a fucking gun guy, fun, Brian. Are you a closet gun guy? I grew up in a small fucking town. Of course, I'm a gun guy. Oh, are you like, I have all the gun control right here and you make like the trigger motion with your finger while I'm jerking off with the other <laughs> yeah. hand. Yeah. You're like, this is my gun control. No, I no, had someone I'm, say that to me in Kentucky. I'm one so. of those, I'm one of those asshole gun guys that other gun guys hate too, because like I'm sympathetic to the idea of like red flag laws where it's like, if someone might be crazy, then maybe the family can come in and apply to the court that maybe he shouldn't have guns. Hence like why I, I, I'm not I a actually gun guy. think that's, that's probably a good idea. So like, I'm not a gun guy. I'm a guy that appreciates the gun as a tool we totally went off base on this podcast, but um, yeah, I mean, a gun's a tool, man. My family lives like, you know, fucking 45 minutes out of town, like in the boonies, like where I was growing up in a small town. Like if something happens, the cops will not get there till the next day. Like there could be a shootout at a property and the cops would be like, Oh, we'll get there tomorrow. Like the two town cops. So like a gun is an actual practical thing to have. I like the red flag rule and how it would apply to me. Cause if someone was like, Oh, that Zeno guy, he's even keeled. He doesn't fly off the handle at all. He should definitely have a gun. You know what? At, at, at the court hearing, they'll actually play episodes of this podcast, and the judge will be like, yeah, no, take all those guns away. Yeah, he shouldn't have things that have an edge. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a very wishy-washy gun guy. Uh, okay, enough about gun guys. What are we talking about today? Oh, you know, we're actually going to talk about something other than hand sanitizer. Today we're talking about government. <laughs> about government. We talk about government. Uh, Colton sent us a shit ton of like well-researched details on TTB rule changes. Like Colton, well fucking done. Yeah, he like put together a spreadsheet and highlighted stuff. I didn't yeah. open it, but I saw <laughs> that it was a document that had stuff on it. 
There's yellow line somewhere in it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I mean, I, I'm going to be honest. I didn't go through the full TTDB rule changes like I should have. Um, I did see you highlighted a bunch of stuff, but I did go through the cheat sheet you made, which was beautiful. Which is mostly copy and paste. So. Which is mostly you copy and paste. now gone through the, the TTB uh, right? changes. So today we are going to go through 13 of these proposed changes that Colton has highlighted, uh, some of which have been adopted, some of which have not been adopted. And it's kind of a cheat sheet. It's super useful. Um, yeah, this is some good stuff. I think people will be happy to know this. Oh, there's one thing I totally want to throw out there too, uh, totally self-serving. Uh, by now, this should be old news, but for Artisan Spirit Magazine for the spring issue, we did a, an Artisan Spirit of the Year award. Uh, of which uh, Zeno was one of the, uh, one of the, uh, what the hell did I call you guys? Like not a judge, but uh, you were part of a panel of committee of peers. Yeah. You were, yeah. You were a selection committee. So we got a selection to, uh, committee of distillers together for this year one to basically go through and decide on a distiller of the year, basically not a business, but an individual and we didn't do it. I didn't I didn't want the actual owners, not Ashley, Amanda, or, or I, to be the ones that choose it. So we got actual distilling pairs together. And yeah, you guys did really good work. And Nicole Austin was the uh, Artisan Spirit of the Year for uh, for 2020. So uh, yeah, thank you for doing that, all the uh, selection committee. And that was pretty cool. And that all happened before the coronavirus craziness went down. <laughs> but it was nice that we've got to put that out there anyway. It was actually a really fun conversation. Um, it was cool to have all those different people on there talking about it. Yeah, it was, it's awesome that we all, it came to the same core group of people to mm -hmm. narrow it down, um, which makes you feel like it validates your opinion, right? Right, right. And it was amazing yeah. too, because like in the back of my mind, you guys would have like one conference call and then make a decision. But I think you guys had like four calls over the course of like three weeks. Oh, I only really in, was involved in one, and then I stopped caring. <laughs> he put well, his vote in. And you know what? It showed you out. No, I'm just kidding. No, it was like we had the selection committee was a diverse group, too, because we had like one of people like from, you know, different geographical regions. We had, you know, Ralph Lorenzo. We had you. We had uh, John McKee, Lauren Patz, Amber, uh, um, uh, Pollock. You know, we had a good group of people and others. And I really appreciated how much work you guys did. I don't have a list in front of me. That's how yeah. organized I am right no, now. No, it's great. And you wrote really nice things about us in like uh, in a little <laughs> sidebar. It I was know, very Because I actually like yeah. you guys. And Colton, I totally didn't involve because he was out fucking traveling the world. So you're going to have to wait till 2021 to be involved. Colton. I would have voted for myself. I know you would have. And actually, that's why. Because I, I didn't. I, I figured, you know, we got to give it a year or two before we automatically just yeah. give it to you every year. I just wrote Colton's name down five times. So. <laughs> it was because that's how we did it. We wrote down ballots and sent them all to a central location. Um, exactly. So yeah, I want to give out uh, a shout out to Nicole Austin. So she's a badass, and I appreciate all the work you guys put into it. Yeah, and like if you haven't read the article, you should read it because that'll tell you how we chose it, and it's more than just being a distiller. Yeah, yeah. There was like a whole criteria. I'm assuming the options were only between people who have come on the show. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. No, because we didn't want to accidentally give it to Johnny. I mean, we we've <laughs> recorded Johnny and hey, done technically an Johnny's never, never been on the show. I feel jo Johnny Johnny more than once has like texted and emailed me like wanting to know why the episode's not out because I think he's worried that he did something wrong. And <laughs> oh, I keep sincerely. I know. I keep sincerely telling him, like, it's a great episode. We just haven't taken the time to put it out yet. And also, it's kind of become a joke now that it's going to be the last episode. Yeah, it's a great scam. Uh, it was a joke before. It was a joke during. And it'll be a joke after. Yeah. Yeah. He just That's wasn't it. in on it. Yeah. Poor Johnny. And I'm really hoping we can do, like, three or four episodes with him and never release any never of them until the very end. And then it's like, all of a sudden, we have 12, 12 hours of Johnny episodes. That'll be after after we retire. It'll be like our comeback movie. <laughs> I assume it's when coronavirus has ravaged our population and there's like only three people left. And that's the last thing Zeno does before he dies in his bunker. Is he hits, edits podcasts. <laughs> he edits those podcasts and he sends them out. Yes, because it is my favorite thing to do. I actually do <laughs> like doing it uh, to a certain extent because 
you know, I, I get to re-listen. I, I always enjoy when I actually laugh, which is very rarely. Um, <laughs> so it is kind of fun. Uh, but uh, Colton, how was uh, Passover? Passover was good, man. I drank six or seven glasses of wine and had some bourbons. We nice. watched the Ten Commandments, the uh, the old 56. I'm glad you went with Ten Commandments because I was about to say, let's get to these 13 commandments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's a classic. It's very nice. It is really good. Um, yeah, I remember watching that a lot. It, it did take us two days. It's very long. <laughs> no. And, you know, after six glasses of wine, I was asleep pretty quickly. You get falling asleep. <laughs> I watched 10 minutes on Passover and then four hours and 50 minutes the next night. That's nice. Yeah. I love my, how everyone gets really Jewish during Passover. <laughs> All my Jewish friends are like, oh, it's Passover. I can't, I can't even look at you right now. And I'm like, wait a yeah. second. I'm like, you're the most non-Jewish Jewish person I know. <laughs> my, my first reaction, this is how much of an asshole I am, is uh, when we were talking about when we could record next and Colton's like, oh, I can't, it's Passover. My first reaction was, so? And then it kind of dawned on me. I'm like, oh, yeah, right, right, because you're Jewish. <laughs> but he's also staying with his parents, so I think that plays a role into it. It turns out, out of the five of us in the house, only my dad and I will eat gefilte fish. <laughs> I think it's delicious. So nice, you know. And it's you and your say. dad are the same person, like <laughs> yeah. on a on a weird timeline. <laughs> um, it's true. If anyone's ever seen Colton's dad, they will attest to this. Oh, that's delightful. All right, Thirteen Commandments. One. Let's do it. Definition of distilled spirits. Wait, Colton, do you want to give a little preamble before we dig in? Since you actually did all the work on this. Well, so if you remember, six months ago pre-pandemic i don't know if it's six months but some six to eight months uh the ttb for the first time in like 15 years sort of opened their books up and like hey we're willing to change some rules they made a bunch of proposals and then all the of the rules they were willing to change and then all the you know various trade organizations and groups submitted their own comments and you could submit them as individuals you could submit them as um as distilleries or companies or wineries, breweries, whatever. Um, my favorite is if you do end up reading the, you know, the actual TTB um, portion, they call out pretty much everyone who, who uh, commented like, yeah, my name. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> that was really interesting. Right. Cause I thought those were supposed to like, those were actually supposed to be anonymous, but apparently not. Yeah, very much not. They call it, they say who commented and what they stood for. So Ooh. next time you comment, just be aware <laughs> that you will get called out on a bad episode <laughs> of the Still Talking Podcast. Something I said and the government recorded it and they made it public. <laughs> yeah. Say it ain't so, baby. What? I thought I could trust my government. <laughs> you just made me a gun guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope that's a new new bit we got. <laughs> Zeno the gun guy. Gun guy. <laughs> so yeah, on on April 2nd, they released this, and obviously there's other shit in the world going on, so nobody paid attention. Um, I, last week... I bet Schilling did. I bet Schilling still... Schilling definitely did, yes. <laughs> Even though he is, he is heading up the ACSA COVID-19 committee. <laughs> How does that poor guy get on every fucking committee that actually requires a shit ton of work? <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I skipped over. There's there's a section that covers all of the products and things that you know apply to everything. Like they have they have some stuff on new uh, cola requirements and and things like that. But I skipped over that and kind of just went for what is spirit specific. Got it. Okay, that's perfect. All right, number one definition of distilled spirits. Uh, TTB proposed to amend the existing definition of distilled spirits as it currently appears uh, in 511 uh, to reflect TTB's longstanding policy that products containing less than uh, 0.5% alcohol by volume are not regulated as distilled spirits under the F FAA Act. Uh, this decision was adopted, and uh, this TTB one received absolutely no comments on this proposal. So no one gave. Nobody a fuck. gave a shit. <laughs> Not even a little. 
So that was super easy. <laughs> Thanks. Who cares? All right. Uh, dig into the next one. Go cold. That is what you can expect from all of these. Oh, no. No, this next one has a few more than no comments. <laughs> so the next one was Oak Barrels, which obviously I think it was a set over 700 comments just in opposition. Yeah. Yeah. People were not going to let this one happen. I would say 90% of the listener is already familiar with the proposed definition that it was going to be a oak drum of approximately 50 gallons. Cylindrical oak drum. That was very important. Squirrel going right after squirrel. Right? They were going right for squirrel's nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, That one stays in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so they determined not to move forward with that. Yeah, I guess it was loud and clear. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty amazed that over 700 comments in opposition. Um, And basically, read the actual notes from them, because I think that's kind of interesting. That the consensus was that the proposed definition would stifle innovation and did not adequately reflect industry practices. Yeah. Or consumer expectations. Can we appreciate the fact that a government agency... No, like actually paid attention to the fact that it would stifle innovation and not reflect industry practices. Governments don't give a fuck about that. TTB actually cared. Like that impresses the hell out of me. Wait, so the government is keeping me from innovating? <laughs> yeah, man, they're fucking it up. So you can't put your b- guns in barrels. Looks like I'm a gun guy now. <laughs> uh, I don't the, think my... they've commented on gun barrel aged. Oh, that's true. Well, I guess that's not true. So the last part, they did get some comments that were, you know, well, either we want different wood or we want square barrels or wood chips or whatever. And they said, we'll get back to you, basically. Yeah. So they decided not to decide. Decided not to decide. So nothing changes right now. Good. Ooh, that okay, was number- a tantalizing one. We could just <laughs> not read it and everyone would have the same information. <laughs> <laughs> They just wasted over 700 people's time. <laughs> All right. Number three, certificates of agent origin. Zeno, do you have this up? Do you want to read this next one? I mean, I can read it. Uh, <laughs> no, you can't. Don't lie to us. <laughs> just to TTB proposed an organizational change to divide the existing paragraph on brandy, cognac, and rum into one paragraph on brandy and cognac and a separate paragraph for rum. Such an eloquent statement. What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) It's bureaucracy. So what was the decision? I don't know. I'll have to read the next column. (laughs) TTB is finally finalizing the proposed reorganization of the paragraph relating to brandy, cognac, and rum to make the related provisions easier to read. Oh, yes. This is very easy to understand. Thank you. Uh, TTB is removing references to the Immature Spirits Act for Canadian whiskey and also for Scotch and Irish whiskeys. Um, what does that mean, guys? I think it's pretty clear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, TTB is also amending the paragraph on tequila to incorporate the correct terminology relating to the certification process. Exactly. They're just clearing everything up for us. I mean, yep. I can't believe that it was cognac, brandy, and rum in one definition i don't yeah that's insane yes (laughs) so that uh, they actually specifically called out our friends at privateer rum for being strongly in support of the proposal yeah that was the first one i noticed too where it's like they highlighted privateer rum as a commentary their acsa and and adi and you're like okay sure trade groups get it and then you know you get real specific and also that one of the notes though spirits canada requested TTB allowed aging in barrels made from any species of tree, not just oak. What? Yeah. Maple, okay. maybe. Okay, Canada. Take it easy. <laughs> get on your moose and get the fuck out of here. Yeah, seriously, nice people. Yeah, they're so pleasant. Yeah. Anyway. So I did have to I did have to look up. I was like, what the hell is this like reference to immature aging act? Yeah. Uh, and it's just basically referencing how, you know, older countries have you know, whiskey mandatory minimums of, you know, two to four years or whatever. Right. And I think that a lot of it's based on composition too. So like, you know, by 51% of an eight-year-old and the rest of it is like one day old. I'm like, yeah, eight-year-old whiskey. 
Sure. Right. <laughs> there you go. So I think there's some there's some technicalities and with that. Canadian whiskey has all kinds of weird rules. Like it's insane. I know that from when I was at Cream Fun Factory. Um, <laughs> there's like I mean they can put in Canadian whiskey. I'm like what? Uh, I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm just saying it's different. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he's a gun guy. Yeah. And now I'm a gun guy. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, statements of composition. TTB proposed to set four standards for what should be included in statements of composition. These are three bullet points here. Uh, required the listing of the separate components of an intermediate flavoring product. Uh, required the distilled spirits and wines used in the production of the finished product be listed in order of predominance. And the third one, require full statement of composition for cocktails rather than the abbreviated statements provided for by the current regulations. And the the uh, decision-making for all three of these, again, three bullet points, TTB is not finalizing its proposal to require statements of composition to include the elements of the inter intermediate. Uh, TTB has decided it will not move forward with the order of predominance requirement and will return current regulatory text. And TTB is not moving forward with the proposal to require a full statement of composition for cocktails. So essentially no on all three. No on all three, and it was pretty clear that craft guys did not care about this. Yeah, it was yeah. Pretty I, much the all all the comments were the big guys like, "Hey, this is, you know, we've been working with this standard for years. Why why do we have to mess with a good thing?" Right, and you had highlighted here too that it actually uh, singled out a senator too, Senator John Kennedy, urging TTB not to upset the status quo. He is in this document quite a bit. Really, that's super he interesting. Got, he got, yeah, real vocal. <laughs> You know, if only there was a giant distillery company based in his state. <laughs> Are you saying that politicians can't just care about things that, I mean, I don't know, man. Yeah, where's the Utah senator? No, let's talk about the, you know, Florida. WWE is, floor, is essential business in Florida. All right, number five. Uh, Colton, take this one. <laughs> Sorry, before we get into bashing Florida. We love you, Florida distillers. <laughs> also, WWE should be essential. I grew up with that shit. It is very formative. I grew up with the WWF, okay, and WCW. So <laughs> eat a true. dick, Brian. Oh, fuck WCW. They're all New World Order. Fuck you. Yeah, Bad Hogan. Bad Hogan? <laughs> You're talking about you don't like Bad Hogan? Seems like you need a cream for a Bad Hogan. I do. It's his sex tape that he got made a million dollars off. Oh my a god! Billion, it was more man. than that. It was like it was a, billion. a billion. They totally yeah. destroyed like a media, like a tiny media empire, but still a media empire. Can we just talk about how depressing it is that Hogan sex tape? This is the second time we've had this conversation in the history of the Still Talking podcast of how much money that Hogan got rich off his own sex tape. <laughs> that's, what, that's why Zeno keeps making sex tapes and leaving them around his fucking house, <laughs> is he hopes that someone will pick it up and then like put it on the internet so he can make these billions of dollars. And I keep saying, Zeno, that's not how it works. People don't even have VHS players anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps breaking in to shut down blockbuster stores and like leaving them on the shelves. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Back on. Yeah, this track. is a good one. Number five. <laughs> Number five, bottled and bond. So basically, the TTB was proposing to maintain the rules for all the terms bottled and bond, bonded, how edged and bond. What I did learn through reading this, I did not know that when you could have a bottled and bond vodka. I thought that was pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, but also, to do that, you have to age it for, you know, follow all the rules, except your barrel has to be lined with like, paraffin or wax or something really yeah i had no idea that was a thing i that. should do like one barrel of that yeah just to do it. <laughs> just and to then you can it. say bottle and bond yeah uh but i won't <laughs> uh, moving on <laughs> uh brand labels that sounds tantalizing uh ttb proposed to revise regulations relating to the placement of mandatory information on distilled spirits containers in order to increase flexibility uh, that could be useful. Yeah, right. This gets into all that that stupid nonsense of the size your brand has to be in and in what place. And right, I think kind of summarizing what they came down with is that 
we still have to have all that thing, all those things like brand name, class and type, designations, alcohol content, all that. But where it used to have to be on the front of your bottle, I think, I think they said, you know, the front of your bottle consists of the first 40% of the, of the cylindrical bottle. Now it can be anywhere as long as it's in the same field of vision. So if you turn the bottle behind you, or not behind you, (laughs) if you turn the bottle around, you have to be able to see all those things at once, right? You can't have the top of your, the top of your cork has the alcohol content and the bottom of your bottle has. I want to like a scavenger hunt. Yeah. (laughs) You got to like drink it down and then peel off the label. And there is the actual, like some of the alcohol content. It's like real detailed. Do you think this is uh, self-serving so cola approvals will go through faster? Oh, it could be. I don't think I don't think so because it's it's the same. You know, they're still requiring all the same stuff. It's just you know now they're act they're actually adding more options, right? Yeah, more that's variables. true. Yeah, that's a good I point. Guess. Yeah. All right. So essentially, they are moving forward with this, right? Yes, I believe so. so. It says. I know that because I'm reading the yeah. yeah. I had to go back to the cheat sheet. <laughs> they are quote liberalizing the placement rules. Yeah. This one I think we all do super care about is the alcohol content tolerance. Right? So right now it's what point oh three or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're gonna allow point three, which is obviously a huge a fucking change difference. in science. <laughs> yes. In science. They're changing science. <laughs> Fuck you, Linus Pauling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that is great. Well, it kind of goes back to I don't know if we were recording at that point. But I talked about I'm like, man, the hand sanitizer is way more lenient than yeah. bottling fucking vodka. Like, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, right. this, well, yeah, uh, they're not getting tax money off each ounce, right? Yeah, right. Yep. So, so good. Uh, TTB is going forward with this one, which is super fucking useful. I thought the best part of it, of this section was that I guess a few commenters really wanted like an even higher variable for liqueurs. And the oh. TTB was like, no, nah, it's nonsense. We don't care. No, because <laughs> like, that's care. just someone being lazy, right? They're like, <laughs> well, I mean, it sucks because the method is you have to redistill, but don't make a liqueur then like you know what you're getting into yeah i mean otherwise it's just chaos in a bottle <laughs> that's actually my brand name of my <laughs> of my sanitizer <laughs> i branded my sanitizer <laughs> chaos in a bottle wait will this kill covid or will it give you code of covid who knows <laughs> but it came from a a true red blooded american gun guy <laughs> covered in bats <laughs> Sorry, I went back to PT. Oh my God, totally to throw this out there and to fuck up this podcast now, but uh, have you guys been on the Facebooks to see that PT Wood shaved his goddamn beard? What? Yeah. Uh, I'm glad I don't have Facebook. Yeah, I don't have Facebook either. Pandemic's hard enough. I love that man, but it's shocking. I don't even know what to do with this information. It's 2020 and I'm, I don't even know how old I am. 38? (laughs) So like, yeah. You died three years ago. You just don't know it yet. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> he should have done it live on the podcast. Oh, that would have been so good. Actually, all you could hear is the buzz of the <laughs> the trimmer. If you guys need to sh- need someone to shave some hair on this podcast, <laughs> I got a proposition for you. And let me tell you, I ain't talking my beard. If, if we if we uh, if we ever start a Patreon, um, you know, when people have money again, we'll make sure to sell that as bonus content. Just a half hour of you shaving <laughs> yeah. your hair. I will totally shave my entire beard off for this podcast because it's annoying me. And it's hair. It grows back. Well, I mean, the whole reason PT did it is because it's hard to put on a face mask. So, Sure. Uh, and as mayor of America. Yeah, he's got to set a good example. I mean, he literally might be the only politician in America that gives a shit. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, but you couldn't trust him with that mustache. <laughs> 
Okay, going on to number eight, age statements. Uh, TTB proposed to incorporate its current policy that only the time in a first oak barrel counts towards the age of the distilled spirits. Uh, they got over 50 comments in opposition, 17 comments supportive. TT, uh, TTB agrees that all the time spent in all oak containers should count towards the age statement. Mm. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm actually, the most surprising to me of that is how little comments there were. That 700 right. people wrote in to talk about barrel size, right. but then don't give two shits about if your finishing barrel counts as extra age time. I feel like they're not reading government letters. And I'm actually like, who are the 17 that supported that actually? Was that, do you think that's like, who does that benefit? The bourbon industry? Yeah. What the proposition there? I, I, I don't know who that benefits. It also says that the label may optionally include information about the types of oak containers used. So that's some extra information. Which way would that benefit big bourbon? Colton. Since you arbitrarily said that. <laughs> <laughs> he was just saying words. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess they, they don't care as much about age statements since they're knocking all their age statements off. But since the you know definition is a new oak barrel, they could care less about, you know, whatever secondary barrel you happen to put it in or move it to. And most of their business models aren't based off of, you know, the logistics of secondary barrels anyways. So I guess it doesn't benefit them. They just don't care is what I was going for. Yeah. It also says TTB is amending the regulations uh, to allow, uh, to allow age statements on all distilled spirits, except for neutral spirits other than grain spirits. All right. Number nine, multiple distillation claims. Who's going to take this one? You do it. Cause I want to do the next one. Oh, okay. TTB propose, uh, proposal def, uh, defines a distillation as a single run through a pot still or one through a single distillation column of a column reflux still. Number nine. Uh, TTB has determined that allowing distillers to count all distillations, including those required to meet a specific standard of identity when making labeling claims, provides the consumer with truthful and adequate information. TTB is also incorporating the proposed definition of uh, a distillation for purposes of multiple distillation claims, <clears throat> as well as the clarification that distillations may be uh, un uh, understated but not overstated. So there was nine comments in support. Many commenters opposed the provision that would not count the distillation necessary to meet the standards of identity towards multiple distillation claims. That's a lot of words I just read. <laughs> yeah, what does it mean? Also, I think they ignored the actual proposal, which was, what is an act, you know, how do you, what is an actual distillation? Right, can I, can I say like 30 times distilled? Yeah, exactly. And I run it through my still once? Well, no, that, I guess the proposal says no. Right. right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So for a continuous still, is it just a single single distillation? I think that's where people were getting at in sort of the you know, minimum amount of distillations for purposes of claims. Right? So for, for vodka, where everyone wants to say you know, 10, 15, 50 times distilled, and it's going through a you know, giant you know, continuous ethanol column where now the TTB would consider it just one, one pass. Right. Yep. So basically you, again, you can understate, but not overstate, which I, you know, I don't think listener is this person, Caleb. Um, but if you read something, you're like, Oh, 50 times distilled, that must be better than 45 times distilled. Um, <laughs> that's a stupid way to choose your beverage. I guess if I was in the marketing department, I would do it as a global, global warming, uh, you know, save the planet type deal where I only do one distillation. Colton just eats the grain and lets yeah. it ferment in his stomach. I mean, there was a slogan that collect the, my burps. Gordon liked to say he's like distilled right the first time. Oh, that's good, actually. Yeah. So, um, okay, number ten. We're getting this one I fun. thought you might like. Yes. Uh, TTB proposed to amend the standard identity of vodka. TTB specifically sought comments 
on whether the current requirements that vodka be without distinctive character, aroma, taste, or color should be retained. And if this requirement is no longer appropriate, what the appropriate standard should be for distinguishing vodka from other neutral spirits. Kind of everything I've been living the last two years, right? <laughs> um, so TTB agrees that the requirement that the vodka be without distinctive character, aroma, taste, or color no longer reflects consumer expectations and should be eliminated. Vodka may not be labeled as aged, and unlike other neutral spirits, it may contain limited amounts of sugar and citric acid. Um, comments. Ten commenters suggested that the requirement should be eliminated. What, what does that mean? What the requirement that? that it's neutral and without. Yep. So they agreed with the proposal. Okay. okay, so agreed. Yeah. Two commenters stated that they believe the TTB should reverse the longstanding policy and allow vodka to be aged in wood. Um, so that kind of goes back to that bottle and bond thing. But. Yep. 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 And two individual commenters recommended without explanation that the standard be kept unchanged. I just put that in there because the government put that in there. But they said, without explanation, these idiots said this. So the government is literally saying, show your fucking work. They're, they're third grade teachers. Don't change it. Um, this is all great news, and it's kind of the way things were going anyways. It's what I've been talking about, right? And for the record, there are plenty of great Polish vodka producers that age in neutral oak for long periods of time. They're more like giant fooders, though. Um, not barrels, per se. Yeah. It's great news if we ever get to make booze again. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, now, how do you age your sanitizer? Um, <laughs> in... In gun barrels, I know, because you're a gun guy. <laughs> He's got to keep out all the vagrants that are breaking into his property. You're not saying it right, Colton. It's a gun guy. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was good. I like that. All right. Good. Good stuff. All right. Well, then uh, you read the next one, Colton. So the TTB proposed to require that where a whiskey meets the standard for one of the types of whiskeys, it must be designated with that type, with that type name with an exception provided for Tennessee whiskey, of course. It also proposed to specifically provide that the designation straight was optional labeling, where I think now it's mandatory. TTB believes that the proposed amendment does not necessarily reflect current industry practices or consumer expectations. The TTB will maintain its policy that distillers have the option of using the general whiskey class as the designation or one of the uh, type designations that applies. Cool. All right. So nothing. <clears throat> so nothing. Nothing. Happened. Nothing. I don't know why they put that in. Well, Sorry for uh, wasting your time, listener. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Again. Well, the comments are pretty good, right? The, they will liberalize the term straight in its amending current to make it an optional labeling. Right. That's new, right? They're, they are going through with that. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, how many people aren't? If you've aged it for two years, why wouldn't you want to say people that? to know that immediately? Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, as a gun guy, I assume Zeno's only going to drink straight product now. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. That was uh, way too homophobic. <laughs> and I have lots of LGBTQ. Uh, that's a, those are the only letters I know. I have lots of friends. <laughs> so I'm offended by that. You, I actually believe that, except for the part about you having friends. I don't. <laughs> That's I believe you. I absolutely believe you're not homophobic at all. But I don't believe you have friends, except for us, and we love you. Have you ever heard me talk? I'm not homophobic at all. I'm pretty gay. <laughs> oh my God, we are all so gay, and that's yeah. the way it should be. It's like, who cares? It's a Kinsey scale, duh. <laughs> Thank you for putting up with this, listener. Yeah. All right, uh, you get to read this one, Brian, because it's super exciting. Absinthe, number 12, absinthe. <laughs> TTB proposed a new standard of identity for absinthe. The proposed stand standard was to re uh, remind the reader that the product must be, uh, what is it? Thujone. Thujone. Oh, my God, I couldn't actually read that I word. thought it was Thujone. 
<laughs> Thujone <laughs> free under FDA regulations. TTB proposed to supersede a uh, current requirement that appears in the industry circular 2007-5 uh, that all wormwood containing products undergo analysis by TTB's laboratory before approval of the product formula. TTB is not finalizing its proposed standard of identity for absinthe. TTB is removing the testing requirement for products made with wormwood. So there and you go. I should have put this in there. They're removing it, and then people freaked out because if they remove it, but they still want to get it analyzed, now their you know, cheap government lab is shut down, but they are keeping it open for at least the next year or two. Oh, okay. Government isn't giving me support. <laughs> Looks like I'm a gun guy. <laughs> I know that joke should be getting old, but I'm just delighted by it. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to beat the hell out of it and then totally forget about it for the next episode. And then I'm going to bring it up randomly in like six months and then you're going to be like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's going to change. He's going to become a sword guy at some point. <laughs> oh, I'm a cannon guy. <laughs> he just, I'm a Billy just... Club guy. <laughs> I'm a compound bow guy. <laughs> uh, number 13. It's We're finally there. We can stop doing this. Uh, agave spirits ttb proposed to create within the standards of identity a class called agave spirits and two types within that class tequila and mezcal uh what was the ruling on it well funny you should ask zeno ttb <laughs> is amending the regulations in current 5.22 to incorporate the proposed standard ttb does not plan to move forward with the restrictive amendment suggested by commenters such suggestions include a requirement that products meeting the standard of identity for tequila or mezcal be labeled with the applicable type designation. Um, what kind of comments did we have, Zeno? I'm going to tell you right now, Zeno. New applicants will continue to have <laughs> option of designating their product as spirits distilled from agave. And I was doing air quotes that time. I could actually feel them. Yeah. Uh, so how do we feel about that? <laughs> I, does anyone find it ridiculous I mean, that cool. this didn't exist already? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So where, what about uh, like, um, what's, uh, I'm going to show my ignorance in agave-based spirits. What about like uh, ricea and, what's, is, isn't ricea from agave? Uh, I don't know. I actually don't know what that is. So I have no idea. You may be ignorant, but I am more ignorant. And I'm just dumb as fuck. Well, so does it, is it automatically a mezcal? Um, I, maybe it's a, because no, I, I assumed what they were doing with this was like, now you can be in America as a agave spirits and tequila or mezcal. But before it was kind of wishy-washy of if you were outside of, tequila or mezcal region you could even if, if there was a place for you outside of dss i assumed that's what they were doing with this maybe i misunderstood i mean i know ricea is it's it's definitely it's an agave spirit um but i guess i'm asking can can an american make it right or is it uh is no. it defined by that you know no i think that it's uh yeah, I think there's an appellation too. It's like Jalisco, Jalisco. Uh, I'm definitely <laughs> being. Am I allowed to say gringo? Am I a gringo? Is that? I don't believe you are. No. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, I am saying it like a white guy from Pittsburgh. Um, That's better. Yeah. <laughs> well, botch that. How many people did I offend on this podcast? We are all too white to be making any of the jokes we make on this podcast. I. <laughs> Pretty sure we should all be ashamed, and I apologize to my children, who will inevitably listen to this sometime in the future. Oh, here's something funny. Uh, Alyssa's mom, in her you know boredom, she said to me a few weeks ago, she's like, "Hey, I found your podcast." I'm like, "Oh my god! Oh god! <laughs> oh no!" <laughs> I was like, uh, very like uh, reserved, older woman from Alabama. Please don't listen to that. <laughs> yeah. We're bad people. I'm sorry. <laughs> Or listen to it, but do not cast judgment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll randomly have uh, friends from high school who tell me they listen to the podcast and like actually quote things from it. And I'm like, 
oh my god that i'm like delighted and terrified like i was already a dumbass in high school i don't think i got any better like oh my god i have no idea what you're talking about because i've never heard it because <laughs> i don't listen to my own podcast <laughs> in all fairness i don't listen to it either i mean it's all out of context <laughs> it's all out of context <laughs> All right, so that's uh, that's our time. So um, I'm gonna do a half grunt. And, um, final thoughts. It's my favorite kind. <laughs> it's just like a push. So efficient. Final thoughts. Um, what are? How do we feel about all these? I mean, I think most of them. I think most of them were uh, pretty favorable. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm pleasantly surprised at how accommodating and open to comments they actually were it's pretty great i'm i'm always surprised at how good the ttb can be about communicating with its industry well so i think the biggest problem that they ran into was that because they hadn't opened their you know rule book up for 15 years or 20 years or whatever it was they just got flooded if they would do this every two years or five years even we could stay on top of things that aren't quite so outdated, you know, like <clears throat> we kind of skipped over it, but they, they've now allowed barrel aged gin, which, you know, until recently was, was not a thing, right? You'd, you'd see it. But if you look at all the bottles, it's always like barrel gin or rested or like rested gin, because yeah. by definition, gin wasn't gin was an unaged product. And, you know, people dealt with that for, you know, Corsair has had a barrel-aged gin for eight or nine years now, but not, you know, not technically because they hadn't opened their books to change a, a rule that was clearly outdated. Um, so we should we should fight for. So when do you think they'll open up the books again? Well, I think we scared them. So <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Not for a while. <laughs> See you in twenty years. Yeah, I think it was pretty favorable. I mean, the vodka one clearly aligned with exactly what I say and products that I make and sell. So I'm good. Um, I, I I don't have to scream to the hills. I'm like, no, no, no. Vodka doesn't have to be bullshit. Um, so I'm so interested where we can get paraffin lined barrels. Who's making them and why? Are you listening, ISC? Or <laughs> get it done. Get it done. And also, how much hand sanitizer can we put in them? Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Do you have anything to say that is actually worthwhile, Brian? Or we just no, can't... God, no. No, I, I, I think it's all great, and I'm going to keep my fucking mouth shut. All right. Do your thing. Say your thing. Love you, dummies. I love you, dummies. Okay. Okay. <laughs>